Welcome to the Big Fundamental Podcast, Ken's Five's podcast on the San Antonio Spurs and NBA basketball. I'm Jackson Floyd, Evan Klosky, Tom Petrini. Um, we threw out the rundown. We had a whole new rundown here. Boban Manjanovic, 31-17. No, the NBA uh, announced last night amid all the coronavirus concerns um, and, and just as everything unfolded. Yeah, the NBA is suspended, guys. Uh, shocking, mm-hmm. I think, just yeah. how everything unfolded. Um, you know, I... Man, it's been wall-to-wall coverage, if anybody's been keeping track of this, on ESPN, on, on Kent5.com as well. I mean, this isn't just a sports thing, obviously, but yeah. I will say that the sports world sort of coming to a, a stop together is just sort of the beginning because those are where the largest social gatherings are, and yeah. the number one thing uh, for us all to do is limit and to have social distancing and the fact that the NBA will now cease operations for at least 30 days. I shouldn't say cease operations because teams right now can still practice. Yeah. So the Spurs can practice by themselves, um, you know, just like we're at work together. Um, but there will be no games for 30 days. I saw that the NBA owners would like to reevaluate that position after the 30 games. Uh, Mark Cuban, uh, who has sort of been the spokesperson with a game going on uh, during the NBA kind of shutting down everything after Rudy Gobert, uh, Gobert's case of, of obviously having a positive test with the coronavirus, yeah. and now we know Donovan Mitchell as well has the coronavirus. Um, everybody else with the Utah Jazz has been tested, and they found negative. Uh, I'm shocked that they were able to get 58 tests. Like, <laughs> that, that's Yeah, that's a, a big question that kind of surrounded yeah. that. Uh, Joe Ryan Eagle was asking that last night as this unfolded. Tom, you were here with me as this news kind of broke, and I think our jaws were just on the floor for yeah. half an hour maybe. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we cover the coronavirus developments every day, and, um, you know, I've, I've long since uh, stopped being surprised by things, mm-hmm. but this still shocked me. Um and, you know, it's it's a major thing. It's pretty much unprecedented yeah. to have, you know, and it's not just the NBA now. NHL, MLB, uh, every, professional soccer. Rugby, USL. Yeah. You know, NCAA tournament. The Valero is, Texas yeah, Open. That's all today. The UIL tournament yeah, today. Which, uh, honestly, I'm surprised they even got through the four games they played. Right now, Cole High School is finishing out the UIL tournament as they suspended it. They didn't yeah. cancel it. March Madness is canceled. It's canceled. Yeah. It I mean, would be it would be shorter to do a list of things that haven't been canceled. Yeah. Disney Disneyland is closed, <laughs> yeah. people. Uh, but I think I think last night was an important moment for America uh, in terms of taking this thing seriously. You know, Tom Hanks got it. I mean, I, I think there were, there were a lot of people who, you know, like. This is a serious risk, and there were a lot of people who were not treating it that way. And now, with these things happening, it's it's kind of hard to to discount it yeah. at this point. And, and I do want to piggyback off that point because you're one thousand percent correct. Um, Rudy Gobert, I think, has been getting slammed yeah. um, in social media. Uh, first, let me say this: uh, there is no evidence that Gobert gave it to Donovan Mitchell. It's very possible that Donovan Mitchell gave it to Gobert. We just don't know because honestly, and, and the biggest thing is, we are still at the inception of the coronavirus. Like, there is no stop to it. We, we know how the flu works. We don't really know how the coronavirus works. We, ha- we kind of can base it off other countries, but yeah. uh, here's, here's the big picture sort of thing. And Gobert came out on Instagram. He apologized. He said he didn't take it seriously. And I think a lot of us 
as a whole, as a, as a country, need to ask ourselves, did we take it as seriously as we should have 48 hours ago? Yeah. You know, how yeah. many of us were joking around about it? Or how many of us scoffed at the idea that we should cancel games and stuff? If there is a big picture here, it's that really Rudy Gobert is at the center of possibly saving us down the road by limiting so many social gatherings because the NBA not only was still going on, there were still fans in the stands. Of course, they were moving towards removing fans, yeah. but you know they, they weren't thinking about the players. I mean, it usually takes some, something to happen to be like, oh, crap, like this is now serious. And yeah. Gobert was sort of patient zero in that regard. And because of it, you know, everyone is now deflecting away from each other versus bullying through right. and continuously keeping this going. Yeah. I mean, yeah, as you mentioned, uh, kind of how everything unfolded um, last night, Rudy Gobert was, was kind of patient zero in this situation here as the one who kind of identified to the Utah Jazz. He was having flu-like symptoms. Um, this was a few days ago this happened. Yeah. So they uh, do a flu test that's negative. Uh, they test for strep, do a couple other tests that's negative. At that point, it's Wednesday morning, and they inform the league, hey, we're going to get a, a coronavirus test conducted here um, for Rudy Gobert. And at that point... The league is in the process of reassessing some things. Mm-hmm. Uh, calls between the governor's office, calls with owners, calls with the league front office, all kind of trending towards the idea of playing these games without fans. And then once Rudy Gobert's positive test came down, that's when things kind of switched. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when the league suspended uh, things indefinitely. And they've been emphasizing indefinitely here. Uh, I think it's a rush to say that the whole thing is canceled. Yeah. And we'll talk a little bit later on about what the future holds for the season and the postseason and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, um, there's still a lot of questions coming out through all of this. Uh, and then what unfolded after that, uh, after the league suspended, um, especially in Oklahoma City, is just it comes across as chaotic, I think. Yeah. But um, just the, the way the players were locked down in the stadium for a while in the arena there in Oklahoma City, uh, jazz players aren't able to fly home. They're renting buses to mm-hmm. fly them there. Uh, Oklahoma City players are able to get out and treated in local hospitals to get tested and things like that. Um, and then, yeah, Donovan Mitchell comes out today. It was a second player who came forward. I think that you're correct in saying we don't know how this unfolded between the two of them. The storyline just kind of leans there's go, told towards Go Bear's way. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there was that video that surfaced of him touching the microphones. Um, Which was days. a bad look, and I get that. Yeah, and he yeah. admitted that, on, like you said, on social media today. Yeah. He apologized for the carelessness he had towards and, that. And he said, you know, I hope that m- me doing this and, and this story – leads other people mm-hmm. to be to take this a lot more seriously because I didn't and now I have this thing yeah um, I just I just want to say Twitter in a crisis undefeated mm-hmm. like one of the more entertaining days on that app mm-hmm. yesterday just with everybody chiming in um, and you know not not making well some making jokes about a, a very serious situation but I mean this is this is something that's top of mind for, I think, all Americans right yeah, now. Yeah, and, and I, I do want to say this, and uh, I think us as Americans right now have to understand that this is a, a worldwide pandemic. Yeah. It is, you know, the yeah. World Health Organization has said that this is a pandemic. So uh, we have to all recognize that none of us on this planet, I mean, the last one, the case we keep going back to is the 1918 Spanish flu, right? Yeah, influenza, and, yeah. Yeah, so I mean... Well, you know, if you're 98 years old or whatnot, or 102, 101, 102. 102 <laughs> you know, you were a baby. So you, there's really no one on this earth who can really talk back to that time. We're just going back to readings yeah. and, you know, saying that the the, the places that, that kind of stopped 
people going to school, saw yeah. less, and then we're seeing Ohio has jumped on board to do yeah. that. So there's a lot more that's about to happen. The sports world is sort of step one. But if you go to Italy, you go to Iran, and you go to some of these countries that didn't take the necessary precautions when it was surfacing other yeah. places, they are – it's a total lockdown there. Yeah. You know, yeah. Do not leave for 14 days. So, like – if we don't take this seriously, that is where this will head because there are examples in the world of where it is happening that way. We cannot be blind to that. And But the, the positive end is that there are countries out there, uh, you know, Singapore, uh, the Hong Kong also, that, mm-hmm. that has done an amazing job of taking this very seriously. And they have seen it tapered and they have done their due diligence. So, you know, the social distancing hopefully helps us trend towards um, – you know, that sort of arena. But I, yeah. I, you know, I also do want to stress that as we get more tests, which seems to be an emphasis right now and rightfully so, numbers will go up because we are going to have more information about people who have it as opposed to what we have right now where yeah. less tests means less information. So just understand it's not there to scare you and these numbers are going to go up, but it, it is going to be serious and it's going to help us quarantine the ones that we have to quarantine. They will be taken out of society. And then over time, we can sort of flatten out that line that you're seeing a lot on Twitter right now. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think, yeah, social gatherings is one of the big steps that CDC are saying. Uh, if you can avoid those, limit those as possible, that um, can help kind of, yeah, you said flatten that curve. Other things you can do, wash your hands, mm-hmm. hand sanitizer, social distancing, uh, lots of great steps on kins5.com. We've got you covered for coronavirus there uh, and on air as well. Um, guys, uh, it's not just the jazz and the thunder, though, that are affected. Um, in between you know, Gobert coming down with symptoms and a positive test. There were teams that they played in this window there, and the NBA is kind of reacting to that as well. You know, the Raptors are is, is, is one of the teams that's self-quarantining. Um, the Pistons, I think. Yeah, the Pistons, um, the Knicks, the Cavaliers. Knicks. And here's my question, right? So the, those six teams, the Jazz and the other five teams that they played, are self-quarantined. Like, who's to say that Gobert didn't get it from, I think they, in two weeks ago they played the Cavs. Yeah. The Spurs played the Cavs. Right like, after, yeah. You know, like, who's to say that somebody in the Spurs doesn't have, like, yeah. it really, it just keep like, that's the way that this virus works. Yeah. It will spread from person to person. Some people will show bigger symptoms than others. Yeah. And, you know, I, yeah. I, I think it's really like and a league-wide thing it should be. It's, it's, it's a, it is, and it's a, it's a, it's a worldwide thing. I mean, the, this, this whole, this, this whole situation we are we're going like you said we're going to see more cases mm-hmm. as more tests come out we are we're there's there's going to be community exposure for yeah. a lot of people mm-hmm. that's that is the reality that a lot of public health experts yeah. are bracing for yeah. and warning us about um you know basically saying that it's it's inevitable that communities are going to be exposed to this, yeah. and communities already are being exposed. Especially to this. if you look at the West Coast and Seattle area, California, yeah. Northern California, especially um, these areas, yeah, are very well affected. Even even Houston, even Houston, We're I mean, yeah, it's, it's seeing spread. more here in Texas. Again, still no community spread here in San Antonio yet. Right. Uh, to the Spurs end, they haven't said too much um, other than just the official statements. Yeah. You've seen a few players like Dejounte Murray take to Twitter. I think Drew Eubanks tweeted uh, uh, that he was just so sad about all this uh, as yeah. it unfolded. And you got to remember also, Marco. Bellinelli a week or two ago, uh, you know, he was tweeting about all the stuff that was happening in Italy. Yeah. So, I mean, there are mm-hmm. a uh, lot of players, um, Instagram as well, you know, I saw Lonnie Walker and whatnot, just uh, sort of just, I mean, bummed out. And yeah. We're all bummed out. I think we all, you know, we all recognize the severity of yeah. what's going on right now. And you're allowed to be bummed out yeah. that sports is canceled, essentially. There's a difference right. between being bummed out and, and arguing that life should go on. You know, there, there yeah. is a fine line there, but it's sad. It's, you know, and these players, um, you know, work their, their butts off, like, 
all year. Yeah. They're like all these players across all platforms. And for it to be canceled, it's you know it's a big blow, and especially for all those collegiate a- yeah. athletics in I mean, the spring. NCAA tournament canceled. You know, yeah. especially for these one and dones who you know that was their chance to make a, a name for themselves. Maybe yeah. you know they're not going to get to do that. And, yeah, and you know obviously certain leagues have kind of used like the thirty days. Uh, the MLB has suspended opening day for another two weeks. Two weeks they yeah. pushed it back two weeks. Um, and I think just the biggest thing to understand is this is all fairly fluid, yeah. and this probably is going to have to take months, yeah. not necessarily a couple weeks. You know, I think there's things are going to change, and you know, hopefully over time it will change for the positive, and the hiatus from the yeah. NBA and given the 30 days will allow them to think of, think of contingency plans. We heard Mark Cuban um, last night or sorry, this morning on, on a radio show, uh, mentioned that there is a possibility kind of being circulated out there between the owners that maybe they play about five to seven games to end the regular season, just completely shorten it, yeah. and then have your postseason, um, which if that were the case, the Spurs would mathematically almost be eliminated. Yeah. And you probably, uh, you would kind of know the teams that, at least from the West, I mean, the Grizzlies would have to like lose all of them essentially, to, to not to make fall it. Out of, yeah. So that is an option on the table that at least we heard from an NBA owner is yeah. that you just kind of make a shortened season, um, similar to what happened when the Spurs won their first title with a shortened season with the lockout, yeah. and just sort of trudge forward and have a playoff experience because anyway, for the NBA, that's where they make their money. And that's, you know, the most important thing is, yeah, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, businesses and economies, uh, it just these are big money makers, And that, I mean, the longer we, we put that off and we just straight up cancel, I mean, it's going to create a monster deficit in books, and it's going to affect 2021. Yeah. Like, just, I mean, eventually we'll get over the hump, but, I mean, it's it's naturally going to have an effect. Yeah. Uh, from For the San Antonio Spurs part, uh, R.C. Buford did, you know, say there are still plenty of questions up there. Uh, and I think when he's saying that, you're, you're talking about not just when they come back and what happens next, but the revenue side of it. Like, what, what fans can expect, you know, are, are there going to be refunds, things like that. Still so many things to address uh, as games are missed. Uh, and then... Greg Popovich. I mean, Tom and I, as this news kind of unfolded, uh, was at an event. We were uh, supposed to have an interview with Coach Popovich. Um, he comes into the event uh, and just says, you know, like, I can't speak to people. Spurs have barred us from these public speakings and things like that. He did offer uh, an insight, though, uh, at the event. And this was for the um, Heroes. Uh, and, Tom, you can speak more about the event. Yeah, um, so the event was uh, Heroes at the Grill uh, at Leon Springs. It's an, uh, an organization called Wish for Our Heroes, and they give direct financial assistance to wounded veterans and their families. Yeah. Um, you know, talk, talk to Jeff, the guy who started it, um, you know, a couple of the wounded veterans who were there volunteering. It was an awesome event. We'll, we'll have a full story on that. Um, but we, we got some video of Pavovich addressing the crowd, and he started by kind of joking and saying, you know, I'm not even supposed to be here. Don't tell on me. Hmm. And, uh, you know, he, he said... It's it's getting kind of crazy. NCAA is consider at the time they were considering doing it with no fans in attendance. Yeah, um, and he touched on the possibility of a hiatus, uh, and he said, "Just watch the Dallas game over and over again. Mm-hmm. Don't watch any of the other games." <laughs> he, I mean. In another I mean, at life. first he couldn't even remember who they'd beaten. He was like, right. the wins are so few and far between, uh, they're hard to remember. But. Right. <laughs> yeah. In another life, he's he's a very successful chef and a very successful stand-up comedian. <laughs> um, but, you know, we, Matt Bonner came into the event and, you know, ja- Jackson went for the handshake and he was like, 
coronavirus. Switch the fist bump there. Yeah. yeah just... And and Bonner actually was great because we you know we asked him as a former player and as a current announcer, what would it be like to call a game in an empty arena? And he said that when he was playing in Italy, he actually had played in a game where there were no fans in attendance because it was like their rival team, and they were really there was like a planned hooligan brawl essentially, <laughs> which is wildly entertaining in its own right. Yeah, we can we can have like the hooligan brawl podcast theory right later. But but so he because <laughs> I mean, want to know Tom's thoughts mostly. He, <laughs> he basically played in an empty arena though, yeah. and and he he said it felt kind of like a scrimmage. Yeah, I think he emphasized the word weird a few times. Yes. telling the story as well. Yeah, and. You know, it, this this is just such a profoundly impactful thing that's happening. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we we saw it impact the event last night. And, you know, Pop said this about an hour before the news broke. Yeah, we got back from that event and sat down at our desks. I was, I was ready to go unfolding. home. It had been a long day. <laughs> I'd been wearing a monkey suit for like eight a hours. Monkey suit. And then I was like, oh, okay, I guess the season's suspended. Yeah. Gotta cover that. Yeah. <laughs> and then as the news unfolded, yeah, we had all that kind of covered there. And I still think there's a lot of questions kind of cir- circulating. Uh, you did mention that Mark Cuban had spoken about what is next. Mm-hmm. We yeah. do have a clearer picture now that, you know, there are, it sounds like it's going to be 30 days. Uh, they're, they're spending this time to reassess what to do once those 30 days kind of mm-hmm. kind of end. Um I mean, what do you think the right move is? Is it to play without fans? Is it to play the rest of the regular season, seven games, no games less than the season? Uh, like- you know, honestly, and again, it's it's such a fluid circumstance yeah. that that any opinion today could change tomorrow. I mean, 48 hours ago, again, we were all just like, you know, angry that this was even in consider the NBA was even in consideration of halting the season, and then. You know, and credit to Adam Silver because the Gobert thing happened. Like it was like bang bang. It was yeah. like yeah. Gobert's out with coronavirus, and I was like, Adam Silver was like, we're done. Like there's so there's one like, thing that you could you have to say about Adam Silver. He's this is his, a constant thing for him. His yeah. his ability to react and, correctly in these situations. And it was very evident through I think the NBA and the stories that were coming out about yeah. what are we gonna do and this and that that. You know that it weighed heavily on Adam Silver, and like this, he was just, I think, afraid to take that final leap. And then when that happens, like, boom, that, that's all I, you know. Yeah. So, whatever it might be. But yeah, I, I think, uh, like, theoretically speaking, um, what you would need to do is probably you would a, either A, have to test all NBA athletes. Yeah. Um, and, or B, you'd have to self quarantine them for two weeks. And then the only way to continue operations would be to self-quarantine all them, the officials, and and some staff members at arenas to make sure it's it's all happening. And then you can hold games without fans, and that would essentially be a safe environment for all because you would know that everyone's okay, and there's no sharing, and you would you know essentially go home. Uh, and you know, consider there's like a litany. The, the, yeah. the problem is is like you know if you travel. To an, like, what's to say that if you're okay and then you travel somewhere else, that you're not okay? You know, I mean, yeah. you'd essentially also have to create a place where you're all together. To so, I, I don't know what essentially the solution is because I don't know when we're going to be able to have large social gatherings again. Because there's also um, some evidence that um, when 
you, when you see it taper off, the response is, okay, we can start getting back to normal. And then it will actually spike like quicker the, than it was actually progressing before. Mm. Because so you have to like, you have to really wait until this thing is sort of dead in the water yeah. and then slowly resume back to real life. And, you know, we're, we're in a time where we're just trying to buy time for the medical experts to, to come up with some sort of solution and, and, you know, to get these tests. It's all this process is. It's not, it's not necessarily the, the, the fear of the virus itself. There are at-risk individuals, the elderly, the, the ones that have pre-existing conditions that, are, that need to take serious steps. But um, it's just more so making sure that we can spread this out over a length of time so that our health systems can manage that. Yeah. And when you factor all that stuff in, I just, I don't know. I just don't know if 30 days will necessarily be like, okay, we can do this with no fans in a stand sort yeah. of deal. Like, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm kind of a skeptic. Like, in my head, I, people, are, Cuban mentioned like 60 days, which I think is kind of judging on what other countries have done where, like, you know, in China, when they took about two months for them to kind of feel like they're a little bit out of the woods. Yeah. So to me, I, I I think this is a month's battle. This isn't a week's battle. Yeah, yeah, I I agree there. Um, <coughs> I'm in agreement with a lot of the Spurs fans out there. Just throw the whole season away. Pretend like it didn't happen. No, <laughs> um, I, I saw I saw a lot of people celebrating, saying, "A, don't have to watch the Spurs lose for another little while." B, uh, does is the uh, playoff streak going to stay alive? Um, this is maybe the only time in NBA history where, well, if the season ended today, isn't just a dumb, impossible hypothetical. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there might be an announcement today or in the coming days that, you know, they just decide to scrap it. And, you know, or at the end of those 30 days or 60 days or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I and tend then, to see then that, what happens? Yeah, I tend to see that towards the end of that stretch. Like right. they're going to really, ex- they're, they're going to explore, explore their possibilities. Options. Yeah, right. Um, and it's there. There's just no way for any of us to know right now because we don't know where this is going to progress to. Although yeah. I, I can say from from covering this for the past month or so, uh, like I've aged like three years in the past <laughs> month. Uh, it's it's been it's been constant. It's been every day, and it's been building every day. Yeah, like this is this is a snowballing situation. Mm-hmm. I know um, you mentioned you liked the tweets going on about you know oh yeah playoff streak continues. I'm really enjoying the what a year the last day has been. That's my favorite. Yeah, kind of overworked Twitter I mean, joke going around there. Yeah, I, I mean we were talking about it before this this NBA season, right? Yeah. This this has to be one of the weirdest, most bizarre. NBA seasons in history. I, I don't think yeah. there's any arguing that. I mean, going into the season, it started with the Daryl Morey tweet, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, the Hong Kong protests kind mm-hmm. of in support of them, and that opened up uh, just a whole can of worms involving the whole Chinese uh, market and how the government responded to that. Um, and then, yeah, as everything unfolded, you got the Kobe Bryant death uh, at the beginning of the 2020 year, and then, yeah, the coronavirus situation uh, yeah. as this all unfolds. No, I mean... This this is a seminal moment in history. Yeah. This is going to be something that um, we talk about forever. Yeah. I think we're all going to look back, and it's going to be man, like it, it was a crazy time. And you know, again, down the line, 
that will serve us as a better country because I think having this experience will have us be more prepared and take things more seriously. Yeah. And that's why some countries also are doing a lot better now because they had SARS and Ebola and they were scared with that. Yeah. So now this came around. They're like, oh, crap, we know what happened the last time. we got to stop this dead in its track. Yeah. So, um, you know, all you can do is live and learn. And this has absolutely been a, a an interesting NBA season. Yeah. And it's going to be uh, a sports year. I mean, outside of college football, which was able to complete everything – um, you know, and the NFL, the NFL I should yeah. say. Uh, you know, down the road, who knows what's going to happen with those sports? Yeah. You know, we're hoping that in you know warmer months things sort of change and we can move on with our lives, and that you know that's a goal, and and we'll worry about that down the road. But as of now, yeah, I yeah. mean, this is going to be just one of those weird parts of history that. Yeah. We're like, man, I mean, vacant, you know, 2022, you look on Wikipedia and you're just going to see no champion. I, I, saw, I saw somebody uh, said uh, about 15 years from now, I'm going to tell my son that the Raptors were defending NBA champions for two years. And he's going to say, so they won back to back titles. And I'm going to say they were defending yeah. NBA champions for two years. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, we're, we're here talking about the sports aspect of it. Um, but, you know, this, this is a very serious issue uh i think yeah. italy's death toll is up to a thousand people yeah um and it's it's a an extremely serious thing it's not something that we should be uh taking lightly at yeah. all and yeah. and you know i again this is a uh, sports podcast but it's important to to recognize that the sports world is now dead center of the entire country and where the next steps are going to go because uh Sports is just the beginning. Education's next with bringing, keeping kids home and teachers home. And mm -hmm. if it doesn't get better, it's going to go into lockdown. And that's not to that's not to bring fear. You, I, I want to make it very clear that you know the de the death rate is still low by its standards, and that the ones who are affected are the ones who are elderly or have pre-existing conditions. But the reason why this is so serious and why we have to take it seriously is because even though we are not in the at-risk group, even though the general population is not of the at-risk group, we can still provide it to others. We can yeah. still pass it along to yep. those who are at risk. And that's what happens. And more importantly, when the, our hospitals are getting over-flooded, which isn't happening right now, that's the, the, the fear is that if you... If you flood the hospitals and they're overwhelmed and they're overworked, it's going to cause problems like, again, in yeah. Italy, where there are hospitals that have to make life and death situations. Who gets oxygen? Who doesn't? And that's not saying that if you get the coronavirus, you're in trouble. It's, it's not that. If you get the coronavirus, you're going to be sick, and, and most likely you are going to be fine. Like yeah. Eventually, you're going you're gonna to be sick and you're going to get fine. That's what's going to happen. But there are just ramifications because... A, we do not know enough about this, really. B, it is a, 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 it can sleep in you for 2 to 14 days without knowing, which is different than the flu, which kind of yeah. pops up in 5 to 6 days. So there are just a bunch of ramifications where we're, we need to be preemptive and precautionary versus reactive. And at this stance, we're, we're kind of teetering on reactive. Yeah. And I, we're trying to grasp on the precautionary at the right time. But... You know, I don't want anyone to freak out that if, you know, you have it, like, it's, it's you know, like, you, it's okay. It's just, we, you know, we mostly need to extract it out of the society yeah. so we can all be fine and as a collective unit.
I tend to be the optimist on this podcast, not just in terms of, you know, I think the Spurs are always have a chance or, you know, I, I like the way things trend in this organization. And I, I'm optimistic that last night, not just in the basketball world, but everything else that unfolded in the past 12 to 24 hours was a watershed moment in this event, as we talked about. You've seen the response unfold today. The response is going to keep unfolding this week throughout sports, through the schools, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. We, uh, colleges here in San Antonio are moving to virtual classes, which is a great step in the right yeah. direction. Uh, we're seeing more people understand the disease, understand the the symptoms of it and kind of identify, I might have it and take those steps. Cities are addressing those steps. Is it San Antonio uh, as a city? Is it, it has set up a hotline to help you out and things like that. Uh, and I'm optimistic as well that I think in 30 days or in 60 days, we can turn back to the sports aspect of this. I think we will see more basketball uh, in June or July, mm-hmm. not in April or May. But um, and, and I do think that at some yeah. point in time it, later on this year, we will t- be talking about who was crowned an NBA champion. It's not going to be the Spurs, but yeah. You know. And and to your point, actually, there was already discussions about the NBA possibly moving back its season, yeah. like anyway, to not compete with the NFL and say, look, let's have our own. Let's have our own period, yeah. and let's just dominate into July and August. So, in a sense, if that does happen, and what we're all hoping for it to happen, and uh, you know, certainly June and July is sort of where I figure we're we're kind of getting to the safer region if we do what we need to do. Um, it might actually lead to the NBA saying maybe this works long term. Maybe yeah. we do need to push the NBA season back and extend it into the summer to create more attention on us at the beginning of the season. So th- that's certainly. Um, you think of just um, reactions that could happen after this is all done. That's certainly, I think, out there in the world that you know. Hopefully, we can get to. That, yeah. Uh, you know, we can have all this the sports uh, in play again. Um, you know, life will eventually resume to normal. It yeah. will. That is that is going to happen. You know, this in, in a sense, this is uh, it's going to be long days and long weeks. But in the grand picture of our lives, this is going to be a short time. But you know, we do need to take the right precautions. And um, yeah, I mean, there uh, golf at least is an isolated sport. You know, you you're just one player by yourself shooting a ball with a caddy. So we should have some golf to watch. <laughs> uh, the, you oh, know, goody! <laughs> the Valero. So. I don't know if you you want you're interested in, in in some par five Zach you know par five here a par three there um, at least there won't be fans in the stands here for the Valero Texas Open but uh, that will be an escape yeah. um, you know we were talking beforehand we will try to do our best job to create the escape that we don't have which is the sports world and and you know I heard someone talk about this you know it was tough because you know you think back to like nine eleven that was a finite period of time because you took time off to grieve and then sports became sort of the the engine that said let's start moving forward together you know George George Bush Yankee Stadium yeah so this is a little bit weird because sports can't really be that getaway so we're all kind of stuck in in our heads a little bit and you know we're delving onto Netflix and all this stuff and but uh we here will will you know, we'll do our best to kind of create discussions that normally on a, on a week-to-week basis we can't normally have, think big picture, and uh, it will allow us to, to spend the time to take a step back and, yeah. and sort of analyze the landscape of things and, you know, see how things are moving week-to-week, and, and hopefully every time we come back, it's, it's getting better, it's getting a little bit better, we have an end in sight, um, and yeah. yeah, you know, I'm, I'm hoping, I, you know, I do think that, um, if I had to guess, I do think that the 
the, chan- the, the playoffs will be played in some regard, even if it's like a final four. We're taking the top four seeds, and we're going to salvage this. and One and done kind of thing. Yeah, sort of just yeah. like yeah. cut right to the semifinals. Super yeah. duper asterisk next yeah, to whoever wins. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> uh, but, you know, at that point, even though in the grand scheme of the sport, it would be a huge asterisk, which everybody here in San Antonio knows, well, like the national public has like four or five of the Spurs championships with an asterisk. But, um, you know, this one, I think, would be more of an asterisk in the long term, but in the yeah. short term, it'd be like, oh, we got some basketball, you know? Like, yeah. we can have debates about whether this team deserved to be in the playoffs or not, but, like, just give us a little something. And that, I think that's all we want. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's it's going to be tough, like, not watching basketball games. It's it, it's something that I know all of us look forward to, everyone watching looks forward to. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a... Uh, it's it's a part of our lives that that brings a lot of joy to this community and you know to the NBA community as a whole. So yeah, um, not to mention it's like you know it's my job. <laughs> like yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, my job is to cover sports. So well, I, I saw somebody last night say that they had just quit their job to cover the NBA, and they were you know they were like, oh, this is a bad thing. I was like. Well, it's a good thing that uh, it just got so boring, mm-hmm. and there's nothing going on for reporters <laughs> to yeah, cover. Just, like, like there's still there's with this situation, we're going to be covering every detail of it. Yeah. Um, so you know, yeah, until know what, the regularly scheduledly regularly scheduled programming returns, uh, we'll get uh, some interesting programming on the uh, surprise stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, you know, we'll see what conversations we have as this trends forward. Uh, you can follow along every, uh, with the big fun pod here on YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, big, uh, on Podbean, uh, wherever you can find, uh, your podcast. Yeah, and I would, I would ask for you, if there is a topic out there that you are interested in, that you're curious about, I mean, I know for us, we, we got time now. We can run through all the hypotheticals of the off season if we want. Like, I mean, right. we, we got time to kill. And I think, you know, we will, uh, next time, hopefully, um, transition into a bit more sports topics you know we can talk about Keldon and and Luca got into court and there's all these things that happen with the Spurs that we we haven't had since the last time we talked with you but if there are some bigger topics that you want to talk about some big questions that you have yeah like let it rip and and we'll answer them because you know right now we're here for you uh more than anything like and and you're kind of here for us as well so it's one of those things where we can help each other out and you know, take our minds off things because that's what we kind of need. We need to yeah. do the right thing, and we also need to kind of take breaks from the action a little bit to kind of have our own stuff and to remember there is a life outside of all the seriousness. So yeah. you got to be serious, but then also remind to give mental breaks too. Yeah. And I, I just want to close on one one last Spurs note. Um, you know, if the season does resume and there's some, you know, f- like like full – playing of the games that that are left on the schedule uh pretty good timing for the spurs who have some significant players who were dealing with different injuries Dejounte murray lonnie walker yaka yeah. pertle uh all significant pieces yeah. and you know the marcus Aldridge came back and man, made a difference yeah <laughs> yeah you kind of remember you're like man i mean a lot of spurs fans kind of trash on him yeah. and you're like wow he like made a huge difference yeah so you know if the season comes back it will be 
in all likelihood a healthier Spurs team that's playing. Right. That's around the league too. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, all teams. Yeah. Basketball at full strength, and this podcast will be at full strength as uh, things continue here as well. At Real Tom Petrini, at Evan Klosky, at Jackson mm-hmm. Floyd. Let us know uh, your your sports conversations you'd like to hear us uh, to, to provide to you. At uh, Big Fun Pod. At Big Fun Pod as well. Uh, follow us on Twitter. And uh, yeah, guys, it's been real. Yeah. Great. We'll see what happens. Let's do some uh, social distancing. There you go. (laughs)